What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I am your host, Alex Spinelli, and alongside me, as always, is Ray Bolo, DiMontofano. Fellas, how are we feeling? We got another mock draft today after the Carolina-Chicago trade, so we got new team at the top picking. How are we feeling? Yeah, post-free agency, too. There's going to be some shakeups in this one. I have a feeling. Um, pumped up. Yeah, and we, uh, we boasted about all the trades – and having a little crazy mock draft uh, a week or two ago when we did our last mock draft, but we kind of fell short. But in this one, we surprisingly get really spicy. How many trades total? I think we said five. Five or six. Five. Love it. Yeah, it was good. Five and trades. Yeah. We, and get, we spoke on the edge of your seat. Right. We spoke about it uh, off air about the way that this draft is too with kind of this lack of elite talent at the top and everybody kind of being in this cluster from 10 to let's call it 40. Um, so we're saying, are there going to be more trades because of that? Because some teams are prioritizing certain guys or are there going to be less trades because there just isn't the value of, of going up and getting these good players. So it will be really interesting to see by the time we get to the draft, I think what that's teams so- value certain players. I thought that I thought that was a great point you made. I would gauge that that would be more trades, but you know we won't know until draft day. And you know, I we talked about it the other day as well. I was very surprised to find out that honestly, there is a lot more trades on day one than you expect on a year to year basis. Nine last year, two years ago, the over under total from Vegas was like six and a half. So there's usually around five to six to seven to eight even trades on day one. So I I like that for this mock draft. We're making it a little bit more realistic that, you know, teams go get their guys. They are not afraid to jump. I feel like the communication networks are stronger than ever and people are willing to go nuts. I mean, we just, you know, we've been seeing over the years more and more blockbuster trades that it feels like you're in a Madden game, a Madden simulation. So uh, it's, Damn, as fans, there's nothing more you like to see. Yeah, and I also think there's been a bigger turn in philosophy of team building in the past, let's call it seven years, where certain teams, example, the Rams, don't give a fuck about draft picks, and they went all in, and they trade all their draft picks for premium players. And then there are other teams that like to build through assets through the draft. Um, so I think that also enhances the trade. I mean, we saw two player trades for first round picks last year with, with AJ Brown and Hollywood Brown. So teams like that also trading more picks to go get premium players. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. I'm curious to see if there's going to be, uh, players that get moved on draft night, like there were last year, just with the fact that, like we said there, this is a little bit of a weaker draft class. So maybe some people use those picks to get some proven talent. I wouldn't right, be shocked okay. if we get to draft night and maybe a guy like Derrick Henry isn't dealt yet, and he might be yeah. dealt on that night. I'm talking about premium assets, though. That's going to be some day three picks, I would assume. I'm talking about like day one picks, like Hollywood Brown, uh, A.J. Brown, people like that. Gotcha. Don't talk right, shit fellas. about Derrick Henry, though, again. <laughs> Word. All right, fellas, let's get into it. Uh, the order for this mock is myself starting us off, Dean, and then Ray. I like to give myself the first pick. I never go first. So we're going to start us up here. We got Carolina here sitting at number one now. I got them taking CJ Stroud, the overall betting favorite to go number one at this spot. Carolina, they gave up two ones, two twos, and DJ Moore to move up and draft their franchise quarterback. This team has had some of the worst quarterback carousel over the last five years. So they move up. Seems like a lot, but they go and get their guy. I got them taking CJ Stroud here at number one. Yeah, I love that. Uh, my that's my QB one from the jump, pretty much. So I think it fits what Frank like, like what likes to do. He's got the size, he's got the arm talent. I think he's the best pure pocket passer in this class. Yeah, they've been they've been obviously talking about it at nauseum all all over Twitter since the trade has been made that that Reich has not coached a quarterback under six two or six three. Most of them are honestly on the six four six five side, and that would obviously consider a major jump to go down to five ten for Bryce Young. Right. All right, Dean, you're on the clock here. Number two with the Houston Texans. Who you got? I hate to do it, but when it comes to where the top four QBs in this class will land, I 
genuinely only feel certain in one thing because I think there's a ton of variance to be had, even with CJ Stroud being the minus 350, minus 400 favorite to be go number one. I still think that's well up in the air. Uh, the only thing that I really am sure of is that this Texans team is going to take either CJ Stroud or Bryce Young at the two spot. I'm unaware of who their number one is going to be and believe the variance. You know, I think like like I said, there's going to be a lot of variance otherwise, but Casario's long tenure at New, at New England as a director of player personnel uh, really hints, in my opinion, with his relationship with Saban. And after going four and 13 and then three, 13 and one, of course, I'm talking about Nick Casario, the Texans GM, by the way, the time to show improvement is definitely now. Will Levis and AR are going to be guys that you are going to still need to wait on and and hone some talents there. Everyone knows that. I feel like that's known pretty much all around the NFL. So, and the leashes for these NFL GMs are not empathetic about assets you get in the future. Uh, you know, obviously they moved on from Deshaun Watson and got a boatload. They still haven't really used all those picks yet. But a lot of these GMs we see sometimes they don't even get to use those picks. I. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that Casario does not survive another top three pick. So I think that this would be Bryce Young in the scenario. And then if it was Bryce Young one, it would be CJ Stroud to the Texans at two. I, I feel very firm in that. Like I'd bet anything on it. Yeah. I like the Bryce Young to Houston uh, mock. I think D'Amico Ryan's has those connections to Alabama too, having played there. So I think it makes just a lot of sense. And you, you said it perfectly. They, the time, for Casario to prove that he can build a team is now, and Bryce Young is the more immediate fix. He's got Bryce Young going two to the Houston Texans, who just traded Brandon Cooks away, but they did just sign Dalton Schultz and Devin Singletary today, so bringing in some weapons for, for Bryce Young. So Ray's on the clock here with the Arizona Cardinals at three. Ray, what happened here? Yeah, so the Cardinals are, are- – Interesting team. It's G- GM Monty Austin for its first uh, year. They got Gannon from the Eagles first year at head coach. So, and they have, this team just has a lot of holes. They, they lost Zach Allen in free agency. He went to Denver Broncos with Vance, jo- uh, with Vance Joseph. And then they also lost Byron Murphy who went to Minnesota. So this team is just, they're in desperate need of talent everywhere. Will Anderson's the best player on the board right now, but having seen two QBs go off the board, I'm going to try to trade this pick back. I think, and I don't think there's a better fit than just going back one spot to the Indianapolis Colts. They're in, they're another team in desperate need of quarterback. They got to fix this now. And if I know, I think Ballard is another GM who may be on the hot seat. And I think if he wants to wait and just get the fourth, get the, the scraps of the quarterbacks, if you will, it's just not a good idea. So pay what he needs to pay and go up and get, go get his guy. So in this one, I traded back who's with sauce, who's controlling the Colts. I got, a I got four seventy nine, which is their third pick, third round pick this year, and a twenty twenty four second round pick for three, and then one hundred five, which is our, uh, the Cardinals' fourth round pick. So we move up from the fourth to a third, and we get a second next year. I think it's a pretty good trade for the Cardinals overall. Yeah, it's a great that, trade for the Cards. Yeah, definitely a good trade for the Cardinals, and I think for Indianapolis, they just make the move up one spot. They didn't want anybody else jumping them with two quarterbacks off the board, so they have their selection of either Will Levis or Anthony Richardson. I think at this point, it's kind of a coin flip. I know we've talked about Will Levis a lot going to Indianapolis. That's who I got going here at three. Um, I think he fits the Shane Steichen offense. I think Richardson does as well, but maybe he's a little bit more polished and a little bit more ready to go in year one. They did sign Gardner Minshew, so it's a guy who's familiar with that scheme. He was there in Philly, a guy that Will Levis can learn from. Um so I think this makes all the sense in the world. Going to get their franchise quarterbacks. So I got Will Levis here at three for Indianapolis. So Ray is now on the clock at four with Arizona moving back one spot. Ray, where are you going here? Yeah, this is best best case scenario for Arizona. You're picking fourth now. You got a couple of day two picks to help uh, influx this team with some talent. And right now the Cardinals, like I said before, they need help everywhere. But that defensive front is barren. Yeah, Maji Sanders and Cam Thomas, who they – picked in, on day two last year. Then other than that, Jonathan Ledbetter, Richard Lawrence, and Manny Jones, nothing really jumps out. So go get the best player who has the least amount of concerns in Will Anderson. 
He's already a, a top tier run defender. He's got some athleticism with the juice off the edge and the length. So he can be a difference maker on this defense that desperately needs it. Uh, I think with this Gannon scheme, they love, love, love investing in the defensive line. So I think it just makes a lot of sense. By yeah. the way, lo- that Majai Sanders, uh, one of my guys, by the way, had a great rookie season for a guy who did not play a lot and was getting into his frame and really starting to build off of he had, you know, he was in like the mid two thirties range. Now he's actually reported to be, you know, mid two forties, even into two fifty. I really like, uh, I really like what this would do for that young pass rushing uh, room. Right. So Will Anderson goes four to the Arizona Cardinals. Dean, you're on the clock here. A pick five for the Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's starting to get annoying. If this pod brings up really one more time how Pete says that their ineffectiveness and in getting some pass rush last year kept them up all night, I think we're just going to lose our whole viewership. But it, it's, <laughs> it, I feel like it's the genuine reason that this first pick will for sure not be a quarterback and be either Will Anderson or Tyree Wilson or even Jalen Carter. Uh, you could always, of course, unlock the pass rush or get some pass rush on the inside, which we're seeing more and more in today's NFL. But uh, right here, I'm going to take Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech. Uh, this is the guy that I personally think is honestly really in the tier with Will Anderson and Jalen Carter as elite D-line talent. Obviously, with everything with Jalen Carter, that knocks him out of this for me, and I think it's going to knock Jalen Carter out of this pick as well when it comes to draft night. I do not think Jalen Carter will be a top-five pick at all. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be fascinating to see what happens with this whole legal situation. They said he's going to avoid jail time, but just a lot of red flags for teams, and it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, historically the worst pro day ever. Yeah, that's tough. Um, I have a feeling he may end up doing, Oh, he's definitely going to do private workouts for teams. And I feel like he could even have a second combine. It's tough. I mean, he comes back from the combine. He's out of shape. He's got a lot of things going on in his mind and maybe he wasn't preparing the way he should have been. So I want to give him a slight pass on that, but the character issues and all that other stuff is going to come up and it's going to be, it's a tough pill to swallow for, for him. And uh, it's going to be really interesting to see where he ends up falling. All right, Ray, so you're on the clock here at six with Detroit. Who you got? Yeah, so this is the Lions' first pick, and I just want to start off by saying I love what they've done this offseason so far. Uh, if Before the free agency started, I had them penciling as taking a cornerback, but they've invested heavily in the secondary. They signed Camp Sutton away from the Steelers, three for 33. They signed Emmanuel Mosley coming off that knee injury from the 49ers. That was a one-year deal. I want to say around six to eight million, somewhere in that range. And then they get uh, safety CJ Gardner Johnson from the Eagles. That's another one for six and a half. That could be up to eight. So they've given themselves a lot of flexibility here, which really made it a hard decision for me. I think Tyree Wilson, if he was on the board, I probably would have ran that card in. He just seems like a Lions player. And then a little part of me wanted to go AR here because I, I would respect the Lions organization so much when you have that those two first round picks, being able to sit AR behind Goff for a year or two and just have that upside with a potential quarterback on a rookie contract. That being said, I think this is where Carter's Jalen Carter's slide is going to fall a little bit for me. He's still the best player in the draft. I, like, like Sauce said, coming off the combine with all those legal troubles, I think he just wasn't in as well of shape as he should have been. So I think it just kind of uh, avalanche, avalanche down and caused it, make it a bit, a little bit of a bigger issue. But I believe that he'll have a second pro day, like Sauce said, and it'll kind of clear some things up. And from a football standpoint, he's the best player in this class. And it gives the Lions an insane, insane defensive front to pair with Aiden Hutchinson and James Houston, who had really good rookie years. And it gives them a, a true interior pressure where this defensive, this defense in general is going to take a huge step up just with all the additions to the secondary and free agency and now more young talent, young elite talent on that defensive front. Yeah, I think even you didn't even mention Ali Mitchell's a really good player in that interior defensive line too. Getting them together is going to be really nice. And I love this pick here. Ali McNeil, right? Ali McNeil? Yeah. Uh, Ali McNeil. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I love this pick at six too, because this is a spot that we've mocked corner heavy. Go, go ahead, Ray. Yeah. And then just one more thing too. I think being having two first round picks, you can take a home run swing. 
You got that right. pick at 18 where it, if you if it misses, you, whatever, you missed on the best, the most talented player in the class. It, it'll be a hard pill to swallow, but I think for a regime that's just close to building a winner, I think it's a, a swing worth taking. Yeah, and this is a spot where we've mocked corner a lot. We've seen Christian Gonzalez go here. We've seen Devon Witherspoon go here. But with a cornerback class so deep and they have that pick at 18, that's a spot where they can take a player like Carter and invest in the front, and then you can still get one of these really solid cornerback, really good cornerbacks at 18. So I love this. It, I don't think them signing Cam Sutton or Emmanuel Mosley, especially because that's a one-year deal, doesn't preclude them from taking a corner at this spot, but Jalen Carter is the best player in this draft. And if they feel okay with his legal trouble and his red flags, then, man, this is a really good start for this team. Yeah, I do just want to say, you know, we're talking about a kid at the end of the day here. Jalen Carter's a kid. He just had something tragic happen in his life. It is not at all out of the realm of, you know, expectation that he would have, you know, be out of shape and have a horrible pro day. It is very well within that expectation. And it honestly is, is human at the most part. This would be awesome, though, to bring him in with Dan Campbell. That would definitely be, in my opinion, something that would sure up uh, a lot of those, you know, a lot of those question marks. These guys want to play for this guy and want to do well for him. And I feel like Jalen Carter will be the same. And, you know, this isn't to slight Pete Carroll. I feel like Pete Carroll has a great effect like that on his players as well. But Dan Campbell may be, uh, may be a little extra. So uh, this, I, I like this pick. Right. So I'm on the clock here at pick seven for the Las Vegas Raiders. I got them taking the last quarterback in the first round. I got them taking Anthony Richardson. Even though they signed Jimmy Garoppolo, if you really get into the nitty-gritty of the, of that deal, it's really only a one-year deal if they want it to be. They can't they have an out after this, this season. So I think this is a great spot for them. Um he's a quarterback of their future. Jimmy G can be done after this year, and then you, you move ahead with with Anthony Richardson. I think corner is a, a need for them. I think offensive line could be a need for them, but with a player as special as Anthony Richardson, you didn't have to move up to go and get him. You can sit him behind Jimmy G and, and have him learn. Um, so I think this is a great spot for Anthony Richardson to come off the board to Vegas. And stuff. Yeah, I feel like he just that's going to reinvigorate the uh, fan base too. I feel like seeing uh, Anthony Richardson in like the, the black and silver – it it makes a lot of sense. I feel like it get get the fans pumped the fuck up. Love it. Like Terrell Pryor back in the day. Had to shot my boy out. All right, Dino. You're on the clock here at pick eight with the Atlanta Falcons. Who you got for Atlanta? I think Atlanta's pumped. They miss out on the top four QBs, but they are not upset whatsoever. They go and get the top corner in the class with Christian Gonzalez, and they get someone across from AJ Terrell to round out a really, really exciting young quarterback duo. I know AJ Terrell had a slightly down year, but guys all talent in the world. And he showed two years ago that he was, he was really, really good. I feel like he gets back to that. And with Christian Gonzalez that, you know, this is a scary, scary cornerback duo for, for a long, long time. I love this pick. This is a great pick cornerback one. And uh, like you said, pairing him with AJ Terrell, just signed Jesse Bates on the back end too. You immediately upgraded this this secondary. I love this for Atlanta for a uh, a rebuilding team who's been feisty the past few years trying to make it to a make it to the playoffs. So I love it. They right, are feisty. That's a perfect <laughs> word for them. They're not even right. great. They're feisty. They are feisty. Right, you're on the clock here at nine with the Chicago Bears who moved back from the number one pick. Who you got? Yeah, I mean the Bears. Got a fucking haul for that pick. I really love what they did. They not only did they get a bunch of picks, they got uh, Justin Fields, the number one wide receiver. Yeah, I go get him with some more help though. This offensive line has been atrocious, so go get the the best uh, pure offensive tackle in the draft in Paris Johnson Jr. It gives them a lot of flexibility with that defense with that offensive line. You can slide Tevin Jenkins into a guard if you have to. Kick Braxton Jones out to right tackle, but finally, got, you got to give Justin Fields some time. So go get him with his former Ohio State teammate, and let's see what he can cook. Beautiful. No complaints there. All right. I'm on the clock here. Pick 10, Philadelphia, the first of their two picks. Um, I got them taking Miles Murphy here. I thought corner, but even with, with them bringing Slay and Bradbury back, maybe it's not a pressing need for them. I mean, do they really have any really pressing needs? This team is loaded. Uh, it's really unbelievable. But this is an aging D-line. 
They brought Fletcher Cox back on a one-year deal. They brought Brandon Graham back on a one-year deal. They love bringing in these guys who are freak athletes. Miles Murphy, I almost feel like he's starting to become underrated at this point. People are kind of passing him up. This guy's a really good football player, and he's got all the traits and all the tools in the world to be a very, very dominant pass rusher. Um, so I love him coming in. Doesn't have to be a dominant number one on this D-line. Can fit in in a rotation with these guys. And then uh, by the time Brandon Graham's out of there, he'll he'll be ready to go. Yeah, full disclosure, I was so fucking pissed when you made this pick for them. I was eyeing this for D'Amico Ryans and the Texans big time. So it really changed my plans or how I attack that number 12 pick now. Really like it, though. I, I agree with what you said, too. I think Murphy is getting a little underrated during this process. Is he a, a typical top 10 pick as an edge? I don't know. But that size and athleticism, he's going in the top half of the first round, guaranteed. Right. All right, Dino, you are back on the clock here with the Tennessee Titans. Who you got for Tennessee? For the Titans, I really give them their dream scenario here, and it just it just sits in their lap. We're going to get Peter Saronsky out of Northwestern, the tackle, guard, center. Who gives a fuck? He's an offensive lineman. He, this team just had the third worst sack percentage in the league with a whopping 9.7%, which is – Flat out outrageous, especially with, you know, a presumably scary run game with Derrick Henry that really should provide, you know, some sort of keeping the defenders, you know, honest and on their heels, even a touch. So, you know, the Titans getting a brawler and a bona fide Mike Vrabel guy day one is uh, jismatic. Love it. Can't hate on Peter Skronsky there. They need to upgrade. Uh, I mean, he's tackle. He's he's. He's O line one. It doesn't matter. I, I they, he could play because I know they have. Um, oh my god, I'm blanking out. Uh, who's Jesus Christ? They obviously have Pettit Freer. They got from last year from Ohio State. They drafted, played okay. Uh, that could be a nice little competition. But who's their who's their opposite tackle? I'm gonna lose my mind. Well, they released Taylor Lewan. No, no, not Lewan. They have uh. One second. Off the top of my head, I don't know. I'm like so upset. Andre Dillard. They yeah, have Andre Dillard. they signed Dillard. Forgot yeah, about that. So they signed Dillard. So they have Andre Dillard and Petter Freer. I, I do not. I, I would honestly guess that he beats out one of them, obviously, and kicks most likely Freer, possibly in. Who knows? He could play guard for them, play right guard, and he could even play center. Honestly, yeah. the, it's an instant upgrade to this O line. That, that Dillard contract only a one year deal too. There's there's no reason why Skaronsky couldn't kick inside for a year then kick out if he proves yeah. himself worthy. So then you make it work. Get, get your best five out there. Mm-hmm. Right. I, right, I right. love I love the make the new makeup of all these NFL offensive line nowadays. I, they're just making them more and more versatile, and guys are just moving around like like jigsaw pieces. It's fun to see. All right, right. You're on the clock here with Houston's second pick took Bryce Young at number two overall. Where you got what do you got going on for Houston? Yeah, so I teased it. I really wanted to address the uh the defensive line in this spot. This D'Amico's Ryan's defense is just predicated on defensive line play. And they're besides Jerry Hughes, they're a little green at that spot. So I but I don't really like any of the value here. So what I'm proposing, I I ended up trading back with this Houston Texans pick. They still need a lot of assets. They still need a lot of pieces, rather. So go get some more assets, trade down, and maybe get some better value later in the first. And I have the Buffalo Bills coming to trade up, kind of in the mold of the Lions moving up for their receiver last year with the with the Vikings. So for this, I gave up, I think, 27 is their first-round pick, if I'm not mistaken. Or tw- is it 27 or 28? 28? Well, it's technically 27 because the Miami pick yes. is more. Yeah so, yeah, so I gave up 27, and then I gave up two seconds. Their second-round pick this year, their second-round pick next year, and then I gave up day three pick to come up and get their wide receiver of choice. And for them, I'm going Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think he's going to slide right into the slot uh, slot position. They they cut Isaiah McKenzie. Jameson Crowder's gone. Sure, they signed Sheffield away from Miami, and I think they signed another wide receiver as like a special teams guy in the coming days. But this this offense needs a little bit more firepower. I think when you see what they're doing against the Bengals, who go three deep through a true three deep, you got the Chiefs, who are just different when it comes to Patrick Mahomes. I think this offense needs another weapon to go with Stephon Diggs, and I think Jackson Smith and Jigwa is that weapon. I think he's a true slot receiver. He can do the dirty work over the middle, and I think he's going to try to take this offense up another level. 
I was honestly surprised to see that he is actually the slight betting favorite to be the first wide receiver taken. Really? Yeah. I think it's just I think it's just a testament to this. He overtook uh, Quentin, um, I guess, fairly recently. I'm assuming, but I was I was pretty shocked to see it. I saw that a line Quentin is like plus two twenty to go first wide receiver or something along those lines, which is was pretty surprising yeah, I, to me. Yeah, it is. I think it's J. I think it's JSN. It's JSN uh, Quentin Addison and then Zay Flowers. Good to know. Yeah, I, I like this move a lot for the Bills. Obviously, they they have to give up a lot to move up all these spots. Yeah, fifteen. Uh, it, this team is in a place where they are looking to make that next step to becoming Super Bowl champs. And I think I spoke about this on a, a recent episode. When you saw their offense, even last year, when they were really clicking, or two years ago when they were really clicking, so when Cole Beasley was playing in the slot, yeah. it was a really, really important position for their offense. Um, I don't think Gabe Davis gives you enough as a number two. I love sliding Jack Smith and Jig, but next to Stephon Diggs, I think that makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, I will say this. I did think for a second about trying to go back to the offensive line. I do think they need to get a little tougher, but they signed Connor McGovern. Uh, Deion Dawkins and Spencer Brown are okay for now. So I thought maybe maybe try to worry about that offensive line depth in particular, maybe later on in day two. Right. That would have sucked if they moved right ahead of the Jets to take another offensive lineman. I'm on the clock here with the New York Jets at 13, and I'm going a little bit of chalk pick. feel like this has been a spot where we've mocked Roderick Jones for all four drafts, but it just makes a lot of sense. He's got huge upside at left tackle. I think he could possibly be the best tackle in this class when it's all said and done. And this is a guy you need to protect Rodgers. I mean, with the injury history of Mekhi Becton, with Dwayne, uh, Dwayne Brown, age 40, playing left tackle for the Jets, um, this is a great young talent. You pair him next to, to AVT and uh, you ride off into the sunset after a Super Bowl, right? Yep. I need sure. I need Rodgers to be official before sure. I start yeah. doing that shit. I can't even think about it or talk about it, but okay. I'm on the clock at 14 with the New England Patriots. And in typical, honestly, this would for sure be a corner, but... They were able to bring back John, not Bones Jones, Jonathan Jones, the corner. They were able to bring him back, uh, which was unexpected by many people's calculations. He was supposed to not be – he was supposed to be a cap casualty and – not a cap casualty, but someone who was not going to be resigned. And the fact that they did can make them do what Bill loves to do most. And they also got Juju, so – they're out of the market of a first-round wide receiver, which we know they hate to take. So it made a ton of sense that they went and got Juju. But uh, let's do Bill things, and let's trade back in the draft. And uh, I got – who did I get on the horn? I got Tampa Bay on the horn. Got me on the horn. Their new GM, um, Alex Spinelli, answered. And uh, we were able to get in return for dropping back five spots. We got a 2023 third and a 2023 fifth. To go back and uh, sauce, you were on the clock with uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at fourteen. Yeah, I, I really liked this trade up. I think it makes sense for both teams where New England was, um, and where the Bucks are right now. I thought possibly edge could be an area of need, but um, this offensive line was such a disaster last year. Obviously, a ton of injuries play a major factor in into that, but. They did not protect Brady at all. And now you got Baker or Kyle Trask playing quarterback for you. This offensive line needs to be upgraded. So I move ahead of teams like Green Bay, a team like Pittsburgh, um, who could all have taken an offensive lineman ahead of me. And I'm taking Darnell Wright. Um, I think this is a great spot for him here at pick 14. I think you can easily move Tristan Wirfs over to the left side and you slide Darnell Wright and you have your bookend tackles. Um, so I got Darnell right here at, at 14 for Tampa Bay. That's a great pick. Appreciate that. All right, Ray, you're on the clock here at pick 15 <laughs> with the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, so this is a tough spot, just not knowing the compensation of Rodgers and whatnot. I know a lot of – it's a popular pick a uh, just to kind of surround Jordan Love with some talent, go either tight end. Some people pick wide receiver, maybe some off the line help, but – this Packers regime hasn't helped Aaron Rodgers, so I don't know what makes me expect them to go surround 
uh, Jordan Love with some talent. So I'm going Lucas Van Ness, the edge rusher out of Iowa. I think this just makes all the sense in the world. I think you pair him with Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith, who's getting up up there in age. He's turned 30. And you can kick him inside, too, to rush inside with Kenny Clark, Devontae Wyatt. I just think it gives the Packers front a lot of versatility and just makes them very dangerous. To, uh, the best best way to support a young quarterback, have the defense be able to shut teams down, put, take a little bit of pressure off of him. So I like that look. Yeah, I really like this. You pair him with, with uh, Rashawn Gary. That's a that's a nice duo for the next few years. So yeah, his motor is just he's going to be a seven to eight plus sack guy. And he just I don't he just gives me Green Bay vibes too. I just feel like he he thrived in that uh, Wisconsin stadium. Right. So I'm back on the clock here at pick sixteen for the Washington Commanders. I'm taking Devon Witherspoon here. This is just an awesome value pick and a big area of need for this team as well. I do think Witherspoon probably gets taken in the first 15 picks, uh, but Washington is running this card up. They did a really good job upgrading this offensive line with uh, bringing in Andrew Wiley on, an, on a nice deal, and they also brought back Theron Payne for their defensive line. So both trenches improved this offseason. This team really needs to upgrade the secondary and corner in particular. So – you're taking a lot of people's cornerback one in Devon Witherspoon, my cornerback two, but a damn good football player and an absolute dog to add to this defense for Washington. Yeah, I like All that right. pick. I think Witherspoon, he fell a little bit in this draft, but he's not the biggest. He didn't test the best. He's just got the best. He's got the best tape. So maybe those t- guys, sometimes they do fall a little bit just without the, the metrics. Yeah. Metrics mean a lot for these corners. Well, he hasn't even tested yet. Yeah, I mean, but when you have guys like Christian Gonzalez, Deont- Deontay Banks. Well, he's not going to test like that. Right? Exactly, when, yeah. Every, when everyone is a huge winner, the people who. And just know. just the lack of length, too. You know, he's he's a little bit. I mean, he's not small, but short by any means. But when it comes to the modern day, it's a copycat league. And everyone's looking for those 6'2", just gangly arms, gumby arms to play cornerback. So, I don't know. He doesn't fit that 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 trend, I guess. Right. A lot of people are saying that he'll he'll run four fours um when it when the pro day comes, so that's good enough. And uh the tape speaks for itself, honestly. He's he's an awesome player. But Dean, you're on the clock here. Pick seventeen, you got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Who you got for Pittsburgh? Yeah, for Pittsburgh, I'm personally a little bit upset if if it's me personally, uh that Devon Witherspoon did not drop one more spot. But you know, you get a kid that you know, is going to Penn State and you keep it in Pittsburgh, baby. You keep it in state, just like they did last year with Kenny Pickett. And this time it's it's it is also a no brainer, even though Devon Witherspoon uh, you miss out on. Uh you know, Pat Pete is just a, a one or two year f- quick fix, potential, you know, maybe not even a starter, probably a depth piece for this Pittsburgh team. So you really got to address this cornerback room. It's very, very weak. So we go Joey Porter Jr. at a Penn State. Shout out state, shout, shout out sauce. Uh, <laughs> Joey Porter Jr. is incredibly, incredibly well-rounded, very fluid. And, you know, he has promised to be an immediate starter and the future of a fairly shaky cornerback room. I like it. I love how you referenced Penn State and not Joey Porter Sr. Not his dad playing it. Yeah, not the, not the legacy <laughs> pick, but that's beside uh, the point. Whatever. Good stuff. <laughs> All right, right. You're in the... I don't think in the past. I only think I only think forward <laughs> and geographical, I guess. But uh, I, I honestly don't think at all. Good oh, stuff, yeah. right? You are on the clock here. <laughs> pick eighteen with the Detroit Lions with their second pick. Who you got here for the Lions? Yeah, so the Lions were waiting, and uh, Devin Witherspoon and Joey Porter went off the board right before them. I didn't really like too much of a value so and i just think with the with the pats right behind them now after they trade with the bucks i think they're in the market for a wide receiver and another team who is is the chargers so i have the chargers coming to the trade up here to jump the patriots they gave up 21 uh a fourth their fourth round pick this year and then their third round pick next year to jump up the patriots and they're going to take jordan addison this is one of my favorite prospect team fits in the draft i think addison just gives them a different dynamic where he can win with the ball in his hands, he can win at the catch point and he can win by route running. I think it just overall, 
gives him a really good balanced wide receiver room when he joins Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. And I think it's something he can learn from Keenan Allen, just develop his route tree a little bit sharper and eventually take over that role full time. Yeah. Love this fit. Nothing bad to say about it. All right, Dean, you actually have back-to-back picks here oh, yeah. with, uh, with some trades going on. So you got the, you got the new England Patriots who moved back with Tampa Bay here at 19. So who you got for new England? Yeah. Just a really, really quick recap. We got, uh, as as the Patriots, we were able to go back five spots, get a 2023 third and a 2023 fifth, so a fifth this year and a third this year, and they still get their guy. I personally absolutely love this pick. This is a guy who has fallen a lot. Usually you see him in mocks even falling out of the first round, which I think is bonkers, and it's going to be Brian Brissy, the D tackle out of Clemson. The Pats were able to retain John Jones, like I said, in free agency, which really allowed them to pass on cornerback. And in my opinion, this is going. This is a Bill Belichick guy. The Pats' D line coach, Demarcus Covington, he led on field drills actually for Clemson's pro day a few days back. I think it was a week ago, and Brissy looked awesome, and he's the perfect fit for this Patriots three four defense where he can honestly play a lot of three-tech, even some four-eye, and even knows on obvious passing downs. Although he is falling, like I said, precipitously, you know, we even see it, saw him as high as like, you know, like a month and a half ago, two months ago, as like a, a bona fide top 10, top 15 pick. I, I really think that he deserves and will be a first-rounder, and I think that this would be probably a sweet spot. Yeah, I like the, right. I like the perceived pick for the Pats. I think he can play in that multiple front really well. Uh, and just give him a little bit more pass running juice inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll do a little quick back to back. This is going to be the Vikings trading up, right? Yep. Yep. Cool. With Seattle, Seattle's going to uh, drop back here. They are going to fall back four spots and big to twenty four, and basically just get a nice little pick swap and gain 44 spots. Uh, am I doing the math correctly? They're giving up their fourth. This is Seattle's moving back four spots, giving up their fourth. 36 and, spots. Yes, moving up 36 spots to take Vikings' third-round pick at 87. Uh, and with this pick, the Vikings are – I love this. I, I really hope this happens. I, I think they, they could potentially stay at 24, and this could happen. They get Quentin Johnson out of TCU – my obvious wide receiver one, they get ahead of Baltimore and take presumably who I think probably Baltimore would take at 23 and Quentin, Justin Jefferson, Hawkinson is scary for NFL defenses and NFL secondaries. And they just lost, obviously their, you know, their red zone target for the past five years, more seven years with uh, Adam Thielen. So uh, why not get a big body to fill that role? Yeah, I love this uh, pairing him with with Justin Jefferson. That's a it's a damn good one too. Yeah, that'd be cool to see. And Hawk work right. in the middle of the field like a beast, like a boss, right. like a. So boss. we're uh, so so we're skipping Miami here at twenty one. Ray, you're on the clock here with the Detroit Lions, who traded with the LA Chargers at pick twenty two. Yeah, so the Lions moved back. They gained a couple of uh, picks, a day three pick and a day two pick next year. And um, they're going to take the best cornerback who was still on the board then. They're going to go Deontay Banks from Maryland. He's at the length. He's at the crazy athleticism. He's a sticky man corner who's physical. I think Dan Campbell really liked that. And it, they, their signings in free agency allowed them to hold off and wait and get a little bit more value on this cornerback position. Cam Sutton can play inside if he needs to. And now they just, they're just deep and versatile on the back end, which is something they were desperately missing last year. Yeah, this is a, a great pick because, like you said, with the Emmanuel Mosley contract only being one year, you add in Deontay Banks. Love this for, for Detroit. Yeah, and then Akuda, Akuda as well, He's they're probably not going to pick up his fifth-year option, so he may be on the move after the season as well. So we got to get someone there who's going to be there with Cam Sutton a little bit more long-term. I legit love this pick. Deontay Beeks, Deontay Beeks, Beeks, imagine. Deontay Banks is a dog. Get him on, Get him on that fucking team, bro. All right, so I'm on the clock here, pick 23 with the Baltimore Ravens. I would have loved if Quentin Johnson fell to me here, but he didn't. 
A few places I looked were wide receiver, were possibly offensive line, but I ended on the defensive line. I got them taking Will McDonald. Um, I have a second-round grade on Will McDonald, but we've seen him, especially in uh, in Kuiper's mock. He, I think he was at 10 or 8, uh, something crazy. So he's been floating around that, that first-round grade. I do think he has a shot at going in the first round. So we'll get him in the first round here going to Baltimore. This D-line is aging. Uh, Justin Houston and Clayus Campbell, both wrong side of 30. And, and those guys are both gone, uh, which is, I think, 15 sacks for them, 15, 16 sacks for them last year. He's been a sack artist at Iowa State, and he wasn't even playing his right position that he would be playing. He was playing like a th- as a three-down lineman uh, at Iowa State. He fits this 3-4 outside linebacker perfectly for Baltimore, who needs some juice off the edge. So I got them taking uh, Will McDonald here at 23. Yeah, I like that a lot. I mean, his athleticism plays and his senior bowl performance, he he put the work on uh, Darnell Wright a little bit too, which really opened some eyes because you guys know how much I love that guy. So I'm curious to see how he fits long-term, but right away, he's a third-down threat. Right. All right, Dean, you are back on the clock here at pick 24 with the Seattle Seahawks who moved back from pick 20 with the Minnesota Vikings. Who you got here for Seattle? Yeah, I think Seattle gets a steal here. They're going to get really a dynamic playmaker and a contested catch god, especially for his stature, and that's going to be Zay Flowers out of Boston College. Pair him up with Tyler Lockett and obviously DK Metcalf. He could really he could really have some fun just kind of alternating inside outside with Lockett because we obviously know that both of those guys have propensity to really play inside at a high level and as well as kick it out. But uh I I love this pick because you know we we addressed with Tyree Wilson, the edge out of uh Texas Tech with our first pick. They got Draymond Jones and Jerron Reed in free agency. I think that's enough to shore up this, you know, D-line, which was a big, big, big weakness. And it's not really great, but they also were able to get Devin Bush on a one-year deal to help out that linebacker room a little bit. So why not get a little zesty and uh, lean into uh, your boy Geno Smith, who just set all all types of Seattle records. Yeah, I like this, uh, especially for both teams, for, for Minnesota and for Seattle. Uh, a little pick swap here and moving some assets to both get wide receivers. And I think both those guys fit what these teams need. So I like Zay Flowers there for Seattle. Uh, Ray, you're on the clock here. Pick 25 for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Who you got? Yeah, this one was a little bit of a tricky one. So they just lost Jawan Taylor. So a little part of me wanted to go back to that offensive line and try to just, uh, make up for that. But I feel like they spent a premium, a relatively premium pick on Walker Little. And I feel like they kind of like him and are going to try him out at right tackle. So then my attention kind of shifted to defense. The cornerback run already happened. I think this is a little early for Keely Ringo, despite the fact that I think maybe the Jaguars front office will kind of like him. He's just a tall, rangy, and just straight-line speed guy. But we know that they like other uh, projects out on the defensive line. So I'm going Aditamiwa Adabare out of Northwestern. I think they only had 35 sacks last year. So you have – Josh Allen on the edge. You have Trevon Walker on the edge, who's a little bit of a work in progress. But we saw what they did last year, picking him number one overall. He was just a height, weight, speed type of guy. And Adabar is the same way. He's someone who, he was going to be a three tech full time, I think, in the NFL. You probably play on the edge on running downs. He's that type of athlete running in the four fours at 280 pounds. But his get off is unreal. I think he provides an instant jolt to this interior pass rush for a team that only had 35 sacks last year. They desperately need it. Uh, help Trevor and that offense out a little bit more on the defensive end. So I think it makes a lot of sense for them. How long were you uh, prepping that first name? I've been practicing since yesterday. <laughs> I, I actually have the phonetic spelling from Northwestern website. I've just been saying it like a prayer over and over and over again. So I think I fucking aced it, to be honest with you guys. No, you just, I good. thought you did well. I didn't I didn't hear any uh, hitch in it at all. Not even kidding. Oh, yeah. I probably said it 30 times in the last 24 hours. <laughs> That's, uh, that's pretty good. And, uh, right. I'm with you with, um, with them moving, with Juwan Taylor moving on from them. I feel like we have seen um, some reports about them and their feelings towards Walker Little. So I do feel like they're okay with him as their future right tackle. So um, I was with you when uh, when you made this pick that 
it might not be offensive line, even though it seems like it like a need. Um, so I'm back on the clock here at pick 26 for the New York football giants. This is a place where we've mocked wide receiver a ton. I actually feel like they did a pretty good job with this wide receiver room. Yeah, they don't have any dominant number ones, but they were able to bring back Sterling Shepard off an injury. They were able to bring back Darius Slayton. They brought in Paris Campbell. Isaiah Hodgins was pretty good for them last year. So I got them taking an absolute value pick here. Brian Branch. This is one of the best football players in this draft. He didn't test great, but when this guy's on the field, he plays fast. He's smart. He tackles. One of the best tacklers in this cl- in this class. He can play slot corner for them. He can play safety for them, which they desperately need to. Um, and they need some strong tacklers in the middle of the field. So I love this pick for the New York Giants. And I think Brian Branch falling to them at 26 is uh, they'll absolutely love this. Yeah, I think I mocked him there in the past. I do love it with just the fact that Wink plays like seven DBs at a time. Uh, getting a versatile piece like Brian Branch who can tackle too, it just it makes all the sense in the world. Mm-hmm. All right, so really Dino, quick. yeah. Yeah, Dallas at pick 26. Uh, 27. It's technically 26. So. Yeah, Sauce, you keep doing this shit. Keep Enough with the Miami. I'm, Miami. I'm, re- Miami I'm reading it as 26, though. Uh-huh. Well, anyway, D- Dallas, they're on the clock. Don't even think about it. You were able to address uh, some team needs, and you just let go of Zeke in the free agency. So get Zeke 2.0, put a star on his helmet, and it'll be a ton of fun to watch him play in all of the primetime games. And, of course, I'm talking Bijan Robinson out of Texas. Uh, undoubtedly the you know a top five talent in this class and they get him at 26 it's got to hurt you know obviously Zeke played for you for seven years you have a lot of dead cap and that contract was uh pretty brutal for you but hopefully you learn your lesson you you ride out with Bijan Robinson get his best years and uh, don't give him a crazy contract like that ever again <laughs> yeah I think that's gonna be a common mock point uh after Zeke got got a uh, cut Makes a lot of sense. It's something that I wouldn't put past Jerry Jones at all. I I just don't think they trust Tony Pollard to be that guy. I really don't, and I really think that they love him as that complimentary, like you know, change of pace guy. And this is a team that wants to run the ball very efficiently and run it a lot, and really keep this defense. You know, the defense is honest. So go get Bijan Robinson and and you know, score all the touchdowns, get all the biddies. You know, you know how it goes, boys. Yeah, especially coming coming off the injury too, they, I can see them not wanting Pollard to take on all the carries like that. So, yeah. I mean, I I love this adding adding Bijan to a a really good offense already. All right, Ray, you are on the clock here, pick twenty eight with the Houston Texans who traded with the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, so this was a tough one. I again, I really wanted to address that defensive line, but I just don't see the value at all uh, at the spot. Just value fit wise doesn't really make much sense to me. Uh, so I go back to the offense trying to support that rookie quarterback that they drafted. Their offensive line's pretty set after Tunzel got extended. They traded for Shaq, Shaq Mason. Uh, I went and I'm going to preface this by saying uh, Dalton Schultz signed today and we did the mock draft yesterday, but I still think it makes sense seeing as though it was a one, a one-year contract. I'm going Michael Meyer from Notre Dame. Prototypical wide tight end. Someone that, that the 49ers offense, would, I think he would fit right in there. And this is obviously what the type of offense Houston is going to run someone who can block, be a security blanket for the young quarterback. He's excels at contested catches and he's just a damn good football player. So I think pairing him with Dalton Schultz in year one makes a lot of sense seeing as though tight ends really hard to transition from, from college year two, you can give him the tight end one job and just let him and the quarterback grow together. So I think it makes a lot of sense from that regard. Right. Like it, Michael Mayer's first tight end off the board there. I pick 28 to Houston. I'm on the clock here. Pick 29 with Cincinnati Bengals. I got tight end two coming off the board here. I got Darnell Washington off the board here. I absolutely am obsessed with this pick. Um, This is a team that wants to continue to protect Joe Burrow. They keep adding offensive linemen. They want to get it right. Um, And you basically add a six offensive lineman when you have Darnell Washington. And he offers a tremendous upside as a wide receiver. Everybody saw him at the combine make that crazy one-handed catch. He's got over 11-inch hands. This guy's just a mammoth of a human being. so weird. 
it's ridiculous what this guy is um, and what he could be in their offense when he doesn't have to be the focal point of this offense when you have Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Um, So I got Darnell Washington Washington there at pick 29 for Cincinnati. Unbelievable. All right, Dino. Crazy. Their stature and their abilities are wild. But anyway, uh, pick number 29 is going to be the Saints via San Fran. And this pick is going to be Nolan Smith, uh, a my guy, uh, shocker from UGA, Georgia. Go dogs. He is a uh, edge rusher and honestly a guy that you want usually to be in a 3-4 outside linebacker position. Uh, and this Dennis Allen, you know, Dennis Allen has already told us that he's going to be retaining defensive play calling responsibility and obviously in step with that. They're going to be retaining his 4-3 defensive scheme. And just like I said, I'd prefer Nolan in a 3-4 outside linebacker position or an odd front. And luckily, Dennis Allen's 4-3, which is kind of similar to Georgia's 3-4, does a ton of odd fronts to really get the pass rush home. And Nolan's speed to power just is crazy. It pops off the tape, and we saw the most insane combine ever where a 238-pounder ran for 4.39 and – did a 41 and a half inch vert. I I honestly laugh at it when I look at it because it looks it looks like video game numbers. So they go get a honestly a guy who I think will most likely be a top 15 pick in Nolan Smith. Yeah, he's gonna be an interesting one to see uh to see where he falls, to see what teams prioritize that that upside in athleticism and upside in, in character and a leader that we've we've heard about. So Nolan Smith there. To the New Orleans Saints at pick 30. Ray, you're on the clock here. Pick 31 to the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, so they went Miles Murphy at 10, and I'm doubling up on the defensive line. I'm going Kalaja Kansi out of pit. I think that after losing Hargrave, I know they retained um Graham. I know they retained um I don't know why I'm blanking. Fletcher on, Cox. Fletcher Cox, thank you. But I think Getting a Kalaja Kansi to pair with Fletcher Cox, who can even spell him on third downs, and put next to Jordan Davis, it just gives the defensive line a lot of versatility, just different body types, and just hard to game plan against. I think Kalaja Kansi being the penetrator, someone that you just line up in gaps and have him just shoot next to Jordan Davis, who just eats blocks, I think it's a nice little dichotomy. I think it's just going to really open up this defense. And we all know they they need bodies up front. They rotate like crazy, so... You lose a couple of bodies in free agency, go get a couple more in first round of the draft. Very scary front. Yeah, terrifying. Um, so I'm going to round us out here with Kansas City at pick 32. Thought a lot about Jalen Hyatt here with some speed for Mahomes. Uh, but I settled on Dewan Jones here with Orlando Brown and Andrew Wiley both gone. They brought in Juwan Taylor to play left tackle. You can immediately plug and play this guy at right tackle, just an absolute mammoth of a man. Um, also thought edge w- was a possible need, but with the depth of this class, I think day two is a spot where they can attack edge. So I got Juwan, I got a Juwan Jones right back from Ohio State going at pick 32 to Kansas City. All right, yeah, fellas. I like, I like that for them. Let's go, through the, let's go through the draft here. Full order. We had Carolina here at number one taking quarterback C.J. Stroud first off the board. Houston at number two took their quarterback, Bryce Young. Uh, Indianapolis and Arizona flip-flop three and four. So Indy's picking at three. They take their quarterback, Will Levis. So three quarterbacks in the first three picks. Um, Will Anderson here at pick four. Um, Sorry, something just came up. Uh, Will Anderson here at four. At five for Seattle, they took Tyree Wilson. At six, the Detroit Lions took Jalen Carter. Seven, Las Vegas Raiders took Anthony Richardson, last quarterback taken in this first round. Atlanta at eight took Christian Gonzalez. At nine, Chicago took Paris Johnson Jr., first tackle off the board. Philly with first of their two picks, they took Miles Murphy. At 10, at 11, uh, the Tennessee Titans took Peter Skaronsky. At 12, the Buffalo Bills traded up with the Houston Texans to move up and grab Jackson Smith and Jigba. First wide receiver off the board at 13. The New York Jets took Roderick Jones at 14. Uh, New England traded with Tampa Bay to move from 14 to 19. So Tampa Bay is moving up and they take their offensive lineman, Darnell Wright. 
At 15, Green Bay takes Lucas Van Ness. At 16, Washington takes corner Devon Witherspoon. 17, the Pittsburgh Steelers took Joey Porter Jr. At 18, Detroit traded with the L.A. Chargers. The Chargers moving up from 22, and they took their wide receiver, Jordan Addison. At 19, the Patriots are on the clock after moving back. They take Brian Bercy. Um, At 20, the Vikings moved up from pick 24. They take their wide receiver, Quentin Johnston. Uh, 21 is forfeited from Miami. 22, the Lions are on the clock to trade with the Chargers. They take corner Deontay Banks. At 23, the Baltimore Ravens took Will McDonald. 24 is where Seattle moved back to with Minnesota, and they took wide receiver Zay Flowers. 25, Jacksonville took uh, defensive lineman Adedimwa Adabuare. 26, the New York Giants took Brian Branch. At 27, Dallas took Bijan Robinson, first running back off the board. Uh, 28, Houston traded back with Buffalo. They're at 28 here. They took tight end one, Michael Mayer. 29 is the Cincinnati Bengals. They took Darnell Washington. At 30, the New Orleans Saints took Nolan Smith. Philadelphia with the second of their two picks. At 31, they took Kalijah Kansi. And then to round us out, the Kansas City Chiefs took right tackle Dewan Jones. Fellas, let's talk about some picks we liked, some picks we didn't like. Ray, you want to start us off? Yeah, first of all, I want to commend you on that little uh, recap. That was good. That was a mouthful. That really clean, actually. Yeah, that was a mouthful. I know you're used to having a mouthful, but that was good still. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, I guess my favorite – I'm going to go favorite and least favorite from each. Uh, I think my favorite sauce pick, I do like the Anthony Richardson to Vegas. I just think it, it makes a lot of sense. I think it'll get the fans all uh, riled up. I think least favorite of sauce's picks, I'm going to go Will McDonald, just because I think it's a little bit of a redundant pick. They got uh, Odafe Owe and uh, David Ojabo, who are kind of that similar mold at edge right now. And then Dino, my favorite pick was – which one? Fuck, I had one in my head. Oh, You can't say all of them. No, Zay Flowers. Don't worry, I'm not going to say all of them. Zay Flowers <laughs> of Seattle, I think that makes just a ton of sense. He can be that wide receiver three immediately. And eventually take over for um, uh, Lockett. And then my least favorite, I think Nolan Smith doesn't really fit too well with what New Orleans wants to do. But I respect that he's your guy and that you wanted to fit him into the first. So respect Skirt. that. Yeah, he, he's a first rounder through and through. All right. Uh, I'll try my best to do this here. I, I was not ready to do best and worst for each person. But uh, I will say my favorite pick for Sauce I love that Darnell Wright move up, honestly. Uh, yeah, it'll be Darnell Wright for the Bucks. I mean, those bookend tackles are going to be nasty. Uh, we would, you know, kick worse out to left. Worse is one of the best tackles, if not, you know, he's top three tackle in the league, in my opinion. Uh, he was a my guy too. Thank, sadly, the Jets did not take him, but uh, Darnell Wright, and you know, and then you, and you're protecting QB one. Kyle Trask, of course. So I love that pick. And you you moved up and didn't really have to give up too much. You get, you gave up a third and a fifth, and you get your guy. Love it. He was not going to last five more picks. And then uh, your worst pick, I, I get the fit, but I, I'm not huge on Dar- Darnell Washington at, at 28. I just It just seems like fairyland that he's just too big. It it doesn't make sense to me. And honestly, I, I would love to see them try to mimic like a Travis Kelsey like guy. And that would be more of a Dalton Kincaid pick. And obviously he's my tight end one. So that that's why, but I still kind of like it for Ray. My favorite pick has got to be Deontay banks to the lions. I love that value at 21 as well to the uh, lines, the cornerback and then his worst pick every other pick but i guess i gotta be fair i'm not gonna say michael mayer that's low-hanging fruit <laughs> i guess honestly i'm gonna say it's paris johnson I, I i think i just think peter skronsky is the guy and you know we're splitting hairs here but i guess that 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 would probably be the worst is picking paris johnson sauce, sauce round it out round us out here oh i have to go i don't i don't like hating on anybody's mock I, I I didn't I didn't really dislike any picks. Uh, I dislike uh, Ray, I, I dislike Ray taking uh, Jalen Carter to Detroit Lions. 
so not a Dan Campbell guy. Fuck that. Dan Campbell will not stand for uh, You wouldn't stand for, for it, but for, mans- for manslaughter, Ray. Jeez. No your no your coaches. <laughs> he didn't do um, it. Um Oh, he did it. All right. Uh now nah, for for me, I'll, I'll do I'll do some some nice picks. Dean, I, I love what you did at eight for Atlanta. They couldn't get their quarterback, but I love them just being patient, getting cornerback one, Christian Gonzalez, great pair with uh with AJ Terrell. And uh and for Ray, I I mean, I'm obsessed with Kwajah Kansi at 31. I th- I even thought about taking him at 10 for Philadelphia because I think it just makes so much sense. If you were able to wait that long to get Kwajah Kansi, because him and him and uh and Jordan Davis just play off of each other so well. So love that pick for uh for Philly. Thanks, man. Appreciate. I don't you. put anybody. I don't, I don't put anybody down. Pussy. Sauce is a lover, not a fighter. Yeah, let's get this over with. I got to go make dinner before my before my fiance eats me. What are you making? Uh, I'm actually gonna make a delicious sausage, spinach, or a kete. Ooh, ooh, bada bing! With a little Wait, bit show, of zest in there. Show the uh, show the Italian American flag quick. No, nah, sorry. Too many layers on right now. It, it would take too long. <laughs> All right, yeah, fellas. I don't, I don't want to peep my hand in this weight loss contest, but I, I'm doing well. Reach. All right, fellas. <laughs> so that'll, wrap <laughs> that'll wrap it up for us here. I'm between two tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed mock 4.0, fellas. Crazy. We've already done four mocks, and we're going to end up probably doing two more at least. So uh, stay tuned for that. Also, stay tuned. We got some interior defensive line rankings this week. We love those. Uh, really interesting class. There's some there's some good depth, uh, I feel like, in this class. So going to go all over all of that. As always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter at Two Tackles with the number two. Stick with us as we continue this 2023 draft season, fellas. Appreciate you.